Hello and welcome to another episode of Pakistanomy. My name is Uzair Yunus and joining me today once more is Ariba Shahid. Ariba, for those of you who do not know, is a business journalist at Profit by Pakistan Today. Um, she has been on the episode several times and she's the person I call when uh, I need a Mahir Maishat, an economic expert to talk about what's going on in Pakistan and what the outlook is. So there's a lot that no, has happened over... No, Zair, you're wrong. You call me in when you want people to laugh at what's happening. When, when I want to make economics and business and what's going on in the economy more accessible to people, I call you because you do a great job at it. Um, and there's a lot going on, which I haven't touched upon. You know, usually we have more wonky conversations and I figured this can be a catch up on what's going on in the economy, what the outlook is, how are people feeling, so to speak, in the market. Um, so, Ariba, once again, welcome to Pakistan. Me. You know, there is good news coming up as well. There is record funding. There is, you know, overall what I'm seeing on social media that there's optimism. What's your, what's your top line take on how things are shaping up so far in 2021? Things are, things, things don't, things don't look very bad. They're, they're okay, but like record funding, you and I should definitely start our own startup because like and this is like the best time because, you know, we're not over with the year yet and we've already broken all records so far. I think the funding that we raised in this year alone is more than the funding raised in three years combined. So it's a great year. It was, I think of a startup. Let's, let's, let's make money. <laughs> Media startup. I think that's what we should do. Sorry. I said we should do a media startup, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have absolutely no idea what. Like, people have a lot of VCs are really bullish about Pakistan as an emerging market right now. So it's a really good opportunity to, you know, cash in. But how do you feel about this? I mean, it's record funding is going into sectors. Like, I also saw some people put out that airlift ki jo valuation hai, airlift ne jo paise raise ki hai, it's fantastic stuff. It's super exciting. Um, Lekin, that's like more than some or a significant proportion of some tech stocks that trade on the Pakistan Stock Exchange. So how do you how do you combine the two? We're saying like, hey, there's a startup here which um, is growing rapidly, which is trying to disrupt the marketplace that gets a lot more funding than some publicly traded companies in the country. Um, I guess the thing is, is that each of valuations, you know, it, the market is very bullish. There's a lot of money out there in terms of the VCs uh, that we see. So the valuations, you know, they could be more than what the company stands at at the moment. But again, our PSX, tech companies have on the stock market. So there's that. And are they as different or as new age as these companies are coming up? So there's there are lots of things to look at this in, in this way. But yeah, valuations are You wouldn't like... Two years ago, you wouldn't think of this, um, especially not during a pandemic. But up to these are, are normaling out as well. So that, that's, that's good. How, how do you, this is a question I've had um, over the last couple of weeks when um, this came to my mind once again, and I figured I'd ask you, is there is this, you know, like when I was coming out of undergrad and my generation of people, you know, Pakistan, they were like, yeah, PNG, Unilever, bank, and the right. Um, those were the good jobs. Like, if you graduate or yeah. engrossed offer, engrossed offer, you know, it's a set of set, life set. 
देन देर वॉज अ पीरियड के आप मिकिनजी पे हैं या करीम पे यू नो देर वॉज इनिशियल थोड़ा बहुत था कि कंसल्टिंग साइड पे चले गए या आप जो है करीम वॉज अ बिग थिंग बट नाउ देर इज गोट बी सीरियस कॉम्पिटिशन राइट इवन वेन यू टॉक टू स्टार्ट अपर्स जैसे कि टैलेंट का मसला है बट आई वॉज जस्ट वॉन्टेड टू गेट योर थॉट ऑन हाउ डज दैट देन शेप ऑफ द लेबर मार्केट फॉर टॉप टैलेंट इन द कंट्री क्योंकि नाउ एंग्रोज ऑफ द वर्ल्ड एंड टेलनोर एंड जैज एंड बैंक ऑफ द पाकिस्तानी इकोनॉमी will have to compete with airlift or other people who are smart and who said they're going to do their own startup because there's funding coming in how do you see that shaping things up on the labor side so like at ida for instance um, the the most sought after jobs are uh, unilever png philip morris and that like these companies pay like, in, in terms of local like in terms of you know um these companies pay relatively higher than you know the counterparts of course mckinsey wagar to hai lekin you know batch mein ek bande ka bhi hota hai to bahut badi baat hoti hai so these jobs were sought after and are still sought after i'm not going to say that they're not sought after but the fact is that like aaj se 3 saal pehle 4 saal pehle maybe even 2 years ago when you would tell someone that you're working at a startup they would be like why not something big like why not you know cash in the university name and work for a big corporation but now it's it's quite different people are actually excited to work as at the startup to, to to you know to to see it grow and especially i feel that kareem had a lot to do with this because of the kareem mafia that's going on as well so you work at a startup and then after a few years you know you come up with your own so that's that's that i think kareem mafia has been a game changer to be very honest so there's that But yeah, these these companies, these major corporations, जहाँ पे हम लोग सोचते थे यहाँ हम जाएंगे जॉब करेंगे, they would make you go through like six steps, like a, a, an IQ test, an EQ test, a, a game, an assessment center, um, an interview, another interview. So like there would be six steps, and then you get a job. And you know these startups, they're young, they're fresh, they're different. You don't have to deal with corporate bureaucracy. You know you could you could be a leader at a very young stage in your life as well so kafi competition hai because pehle you know the, the common mentality of a pakistani person was ke pehle to ye hota tha ki government job dhundo ab wo change ho ke ho gaya tha ki private job ki taraf bhi ja sakte ho ab private job mein pehle tha ki you know go for a big multinational lekin usko ya bank ab uske baad ab aa raha hai ki you know startups are not bad so i think this is really cool and at the same time i also feel ke the startup space that we have in pakistan is primarily dominated by people that are coming back from you know their undergraduate or postgrads in the us or whatever country pakistani 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 yeah but like not all of them call themselves pakistani sabko savior complex nahi hota batane aa rahe what i'm trying to say is ha batane aa rahe hum sab doob rahe hain wo hame batane aa rahe hain but my point is that i would be really happy if i see startups emerging from within pakistan you know like some idea grad some ku grad lums grad um cbm zabist ikra wherever and i'd be really excited to wolf funding a base kind of shukran because all these people that are raising funding i'm not saying that they don't deserve funding but also they come from a very privileged uh, background with with the right cv with the right credentials but i would i would love to see someone locally also rising up so that phir ye ho jayega ki not only will people be willing to work for startups people will also be willing to start their own startups so that's something i want to see i i i i'm really hoping for that what do you think is like if you were i mean let's let's sort of speculate or you know just talk about this a little bit more 
What's the barrier for a 21-year-old coming out of an idea or a CBM or alums um, in terms of, you know, being like, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm gonna, I have an idea. I'm going to take it to market and test it out. Like, what do you think are the big sort of issues that they, that may tell them that, you know what, this is not the right thing to do? The environment. So a lot of the people that have started their own startups and they've raised funding, they, like I said, they've either studied under a teacher that had their own startup or were in the society where, you know, starting up is not bad. And I, then there's also another thing. Uh, for instance, uh, if let's say I start a startup, all right, and I find it very difficult to pay my bills at the same time. So if I were in a country abroad, I'd be willing to, you know, like wait tables at a cafe or or a burger joint, right? And Pakistan, you find that very difficult to do because, you know. I also, know in, in those markets, you would have access to credit the way you don't have in Pakistan. Exactly. And, and the thing is that when, and another thing is that these people, like let's say an idea graduate well hamare courses the university level courses that you study they're essentially made in the way to make you a corporate slave the whole process of your education is essentially defined in such a way that you turn into a corporate slave by the time you're done with your undergrad so there's very little disruption within the the course itself to make you you know do that and and then moving on it's, you know, your access to founders, your access to VCs, uh, your access to funding, that's that's very difficult as well. And again, when you're from a privileged background, you know someone who went to school with someone who got funding from someone, or, you know, you, you've managed to find a link. Cold emails do work, but people in Pakistan underestimate the impact of cold emails. I, I would say there's that. And, you know, Again, our mentality is that the government job is safe. What do you say? national. So we, we are a very risk-averse nation regardless. So startup culture, until you don't come, until you don't want to take risks head-on. We have a plot in the land, a plot file, and a sona for investments. That's that six sums it up. Unless... Unless you don't have you wasted your life. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but, but your point yeah. around, um, uh, before I lose my thought on this, your point around the fact that you are, actually now I lost my train of thought, what I was getting at. What were you, there's something interesting you said. Um, but anyway, it'll come back to me. But, um, okay, so this is exciting. Things are happening. Um, I think it's it's great. Yeah. I think if there's more money coming in, even at crazy valuations, the better because it'll actually create a competition yeah. in the market. And out of these, let's say 50 startups, uh, 45 fail and five go on to succeed and transform the old economy into a new economy. I think the impact will be huge. Um, so we should celebrate it. And I think um, uh, that that's something. Oh, I got the thought back. Cold emails. Uh, you're so right. I was talking to somebody last two weeks ago and um, I was on vacation and they had said, you know, they want to chat about something. I said, yeah, sure, um, let's chat. The time we had initially agreed upon did not work. And then I never heard back from them. Um, and then finally it came to my mind when I came back from vacation, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to reach out to this person. Like they had, you know, I, you know, canceled last minute, blah, blah, blah. So I was talking to them and I told them this. I was like, why didn't you follow up with me? And their response was, you know, I thought yeah. that you're busy and I didn't want to bother you. 
and blah, blah. I was like, look, it's an email and your email came to, I replied to you initially, even if I had not, sometimes emails get buried. You should at least reach out to yeah. me twice or thrice. I would say the rule should be reach out to somebody three times, keep it very short in terms of your ask, propose a time, ask for 15 minutes that you want to talk about a specific thing, come prepared to that talk. But if they don't reply to you, email them again and then email them again. If then you know this person not bothered, but you're so right. Like some of the best relationships I have today are with people that I was in grad school and I just cold emailed them a couple of times and then they said, sure, let's have a coffee. This was pre-pandemic or let's chat on the phone because there was no Zoom. But with Zoom even now, like people are open to chatting all the time. So you're so right about that. I, I remember when I was in my O-levels, I just I just did my O-levels and I really wanted to intern somewhere. And I, I I didn't have like I I belong to a family where we don't have we we don't have connections. Okay, unko call karo wo to my internship like that. We I I come from such a family. So what I did is, is I I sent out cold emails to a bunch of banks and a bunch of financial institutions, and I got a call back from one. I I sent a follow up as well. So I sent an email and I sent a follow up email and I got a call back. And I thought to myself at that point, okay, cold emails do work. Like you can send out 10 cold emails. The chances of one person responding is still there. And that's what happens. And what I've noticed is that people don't really cold email people at all. And that is a fundamental flaw within, you know, the thing within the system. And you're absolutely right. That that is something that's wrong. And we need yeah. to work on that. And I think people, I younger remember, people. Yeah. I remember one time during um, when I was doing my research project at IPA, I cold email Dr. Ishrat, who was the dean of IB. And I was like, hi, Dr. Ishrat, I can't find a research supervisor. Do you want to be my research supervisor? He said no. He replied. But the fact is, what if, like, you know, I, I, I'd gone on and I'd been like, gosh, Dr. Ishrat, I asked him. At least now I know he, he didn't want to, or he couldn't, or that wasn't his speciality. But, like, you know, you, you lose all the chances you don't take. Yeah, no, you're you're fully, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. Moving on to the to other stuff, um, fiscal deficit. The numbers came in. Let's talk about some some more macroeconomic stuff. And Maishat ka kya bura hal hai? Imran Khan ki akumar ne tawaw garbar nahi aaya. We're not gonna go down that route. That's TV talk show stuff. I'm just joking. But the fiscal deficit came in north of seven percent of GDP. Um, that's not great news um, for Pakistan. What do you think? It could have been worse. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, that's true. it's not, it, it could have been way worse, like way worse. But so it's as in, did, as in, this is not unexpected. Like, you know, it, it's not like a really random number that came out. So, so there's that. But do you see that? I mean, of course, there was a pandemic year and we had to spend and tax collection was down, blah, blah, blah. The new tax collection figures are looking positive. LSM is up. There is momentum sort of building in the economy. We have like zero petroleum levy and we reduce the GST on the petrol uh, prices as well. Or, you know, international prices. So there's also that. revenue yeah, I mean, whenever I have you on and we talk about sort of what's going on and what might happen in the future, it's called Taiyojata. But so I'll, I'll ask once more. I, um, in that, I'm going to touch like, wood this time. Yeah, touch wood this time. But from your point of view, 
covering everything that happens on a daily basis. Um, two and a half, three years into this government's tenure, um, do you seem that they finally have some sort of grip on things or is it still like, I'm confused. I'm legitimately asking this question because I'm confused because at some levels it seems that they have a grip, but then you hear because he didn't get along with the finance minister and there's another LNG crisis brewing because there is another FSRU issue popping up for September. Um, so I'm, I'm genuinely confused and would love your thoughts on like, are they sort of getting a grip on things or is this more of the same? If we talk about economics and if we talk about political as well, a major problem for this government has been and is still inflation. It's, it's you know, it's somewhat manageable and in the sense that it isn't rising rapidly right now, but that remains a problem and that's something the government has not been able to control at all throughout. So that, that remains a concern. And that is a major failure of the government in the sense that, you know, years, it, it, three years, which still control Archicolta, there's that. But at the on the other hand, there, there are lots of ways that, you know, the government is doing the right thing. Things are going fairly okay. Like my macroeconomic indicators during a pandemic could have been south, like terribly south, but they're, they're moderately stable. So there's that as well. Um, as far as, you know, the SAPMs and the finance ministry is concerned. Honestly, the finance ministry I don't think Shokat Tareen is going to last till the election either. I have a feeling he's going to take leave as well. Um, but that's just me. He may stay. I, I don't think he will. Um, as far as... Yeah, that this can be a headline, by the way, like a senior economic journalist tells Pakistanami, Shokat Tareen may be on his way out. Headline. I, I don't think he's going to stay. I don't think he's going to stay. I, that's just my personal opinion. I don't think he's going to stay. And when I don't know who's going to step in. <laughs> but as far as SAPMs are concerned, um, you know, a lot of people that worked with Hafiz Sheikh, have left uh, the finance ministry. Like I know two or three people that have. I I don't really know if it's because they don't they want they Hafiz Sheikh brought them in. I don't really know. Um, but it could be because Hafiz Sheikh brought them in and they don't want to work with someone else. So that could be a reason. Um, Chalgatarin, from from what I've heard about him, is a very headstrong person and he does what he wants. Um, I it, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. That's up to you to decide. So SAPMs may or may not get along with him I mean, as well. He, he said yeah. that himself on Shahzib Khanzada the other day. I saw a clip where he was asked a specific question about reports that, you know, the SAPM resigned because he didn't get along with you. And he was he was diplomatic to an extent, but then said what he had to say, which was basically that our working styles were not the same and we were not getting along. And so we decided mutually that he had to leave. My guess is that, and again, I'm speculating, is that Shogat Sab said either it's him or it's me. Um, you decide. And I think somebody was like, nahi, nahi, aap rahe, because again, nobody wants another <laughs> finance minister leaving. <laughs> yeah, because like we want another finance minister leaving. Exactly. So because you know it's less costly. So I think I'm again speculating, but I can totally imagine that that's how that conversation went at some level was like a, or Dr. Saab said, I'm going to go, or he said, I'm going to go, or he said, I'm going to go, 
or finance minister go to an interview? I mean, we we lose SAPMs and ministers. मतलब ऐसे बदल रहे होते हैं कि it's very sometimes it's really difficult to keep track. एक कौन अभी परसों someone was talking to me about Shibli Faraz um and uh, his uh, the voting machine, right? And for me, just eight minutes that you go, yeah, isn't he minister of inter information? And then why isn't Fawad Chaudhary doing this? And I was like, oh shit, हाँ थोड़े दिन पहले ही तो बदले हैं ये दोनों दोबारा अदली बदली किया. Yeah, Fawad Chaudhary is now doing the media regulatory authority. and he's moved on from election machines so he's he's got a new portfolio <laughs> so a new, I mean, new program i mean it's like it's it's sometimes it's really hard to keep track ke kaun kahan and it's just like you know like hamad azhar i think he's changed like three ministries so far am i right i think not to not to use the cricketing analogy but this is exactly like the pcb of the late 90s and the early 2000s ke abhi debut karaya yasir hamid ne debut kiya 200 run banaye Then out for duck, another duck, and dropped, and then Imran Nazir comes in, and then Imran Nazir makes some runs, and somebody else comes in. I think that's how it's operating in a way, which I it's not uh, good, uh, particularly. I would, I would say that Imran Khan, who is now, who is now, is just feeling change. Can I? You are sitting there. You are sitting there. You catch drop. Yeah. You are going. The squad is three people. Now, who are they going to bring? Squad members. <laughs> After some time, you run out of squad members as well. No, no, and then when you run out of squad members, you get your ex-finance, ex-foreign uh, minister to defend you on CNN. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, oh, either, she did a stellar job. She, she did a stellar job, right? I've I've always been a Hina Rabani Khair fan. I I may or may not agree with her party, but I agree with her as a person, and she did a stellar job. Like you know, that was that was that was brilliant. She's she's always a ticket. I'm I'm I don't think I've ever heard something go wrong by her. Like. I'm I'm absolutely a fan. No, she And talks her, as 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 in a way that foreign ministers should speak, right? Very measured. You don't take every word very carefully. Do not slip. Do not take the bait. You do not say ha ha ha. No, yeah, pockets. deep pockets. Yes, like let's not go there. Me, I have a card. Twitter troll campaign start will be done. Which was last time. Um, but she was she was amazing, and I think um, yeah. not to. Uh, But I mean, we I we should definitely talk about. It. I was surprised at how many uh, PTI fans were like all about her that day when she gave that interview. It was yeah, like, of course, no. But when she will be angry, so they're all going to be like, "Oh my God, she sucks." Uh, yeah. Is that? But like, generally, generally, there are some people from all parties that should be respected. Regardless, because because uh, how they conduct themselves. So I think Hina Rabani Khair from PPP is one. Atazaz Asan is one person that I feel from PPP is someone that you should actually like. Who I would I would you know count on. Um, PTI is gone. PTI say I would say Imran. <laughs> Who's the bridge builder in that party? Is a real question. Like you know, the, you're right. Even in DC here, like you have some politicians like Alexandra Ocasio Cortez who are like flamethrowers, right? They will they will cause uproars or Rand Paul or you know these types of people. But then there are people who will bring everyone together, right? The Mitt Romneys of the world or the yeah. Chuck Schumers of the world who will have the meeting, slap your back, um, sit down, have coffee, whatever. So I mean, you're right. Karsaiva is one. Um, I think Kamar Zaman Taira is another from the PPP. Yeah. Mr. Ismail is one from the PMLN. Yes. 
Um, yeah. From the PTI, I'm actually thinking, like I'm legitimately thinking I, who is the I, bridge builder there. Parvez Khattak, okay. Parvez Khattak has played the role of bridge builder yeah. in the past. Um, Jangi Tareen, when he was yeah, serving Jangi the Tareen, good books. Jangi Tareen is hands down the guy for this. But now I don't know if he's playing or not playing. But Jangi Tareen, like when, when you think about this, you would think of Jangi Tareen. Uh, who else would you think of? Shibli Faraz? No, not really. He doesn't. He's, he's I would think Fawad Chaudhary. I would think Fawad Chaudhary brings up fights, but at the same time, Fawad Chaudhary is also friends with all the parties. Yeah. Because all the parties are going to be together. That is so true. Would, he has relationships. And, and plus, Fawad Chaudhary is the type of guy um, who is in his party stand, he would stand for what, it, what he thinks is right. Like I, yeah. I still respect his stance for the Atafniya thing, regardless of how his, the party did not back it. So yeah. there are a few things I like. I think Fawad Chaudhary would be one guy. Um, and he takes he takes unpopular stands when he needs to, particularly yeah. when it comes to issues related to social and cultural norms or religious issues. He he's always outspoken um, about I would, that, I would which to his credit. To be our, I would prefer him to be our you know human human uh, rights minister in in you know instead of Shiri Mazari, who who literally just tweets all day. That's the that's the bigger problem. Um, but well, I, I don't mind you pointing out flaws in other countries if if you 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 run a really tight ship. That's it. Like yeah. I I wouldn't say someone else's house is dirty if I live in a big sty myself. Yeah. No. I mean that's true. I mean people when living in glass homes should not throw stones, right? It's, it's, yes. That's the thing. Um, but I mean, before, uh, I mean, we comments on like, you are all anti-PTI, blah, blah, blah. So let's switch to some things we've done really well. One thing I want to talk to you about and get your take on is this Kamyab Jawan program. I think it is at, on paper. Vaccinations and Kamyab. Okay, let's start with vaccinations. Let's start with that. They've done a stellar job. Yeah, NCOC has done an amazing job. Amazing. What do you it's amazing. It's like, I, I don't know if your family, uh, if you know the process, it's, it's super easy. Before, you message, you get a center, you go to your center. You get a center and you go on that day, so you know that it's not And then you open 24-hour centers. And then it's, it's, it's beautiful because in the sense that we, we live in a third world country where access to medication is really difficult as well. There, you're vaccinating on a large scale better than a lot of countries, absolutely free, absolutely easy to get. I, I really, I, I love it. And, and uske lava, aap mobile bhej do, ilake, ilake. And I know Sindh government bhi kar rahi hai, Punjab government bhi kar rahi hai, federal bhi kar rahi hai, Malab, provincial governments bhi kar rahi hai, or wo bhi ho rahi hai, you know, federal level pe. But it's absolutely beautiful because the vaccination process is, is seamless. It's great. The only my only concern is, is that there are lots of people that are undocumented and don't have CNICs. So I feel after after a point, it should also become like, you know, just a polio wale her her and just to say, maybe you could do like two birds, one stone, and you could do a census again. And Karachi, the census is So you could do that and also vaccinate people. Better than China, do two in one thing. Yeah, yeah, you have the movement of talking points, right? With the vaccine. Yeah, I'm a Mahajar. But on a very serious note, they've done a stellar job uh, with vaccines. Kudos to them. The other thing they've done a stellar job 
um, in both intent and work, and it's still ongoing, and I'm super excited about where it's gone, is where they've taken the Benazir Income Support Program, converted it to SAS, although it's still legally BISP. People don't want like hearing that, but that's what it is. But SAS and what Dr. Sanya Nishtar is doing there and trying to do there is phenomenal work. And again, the role that that program played during the early months of the pandemic and since then is just amazing, right? It saved a lot of lives. It's helped a lot of people. Countless families have benefited from it. And I think there, um, you have to give credit to Imran Khan and the fact that at the prime minister level, he truly, truly has empathy for those who don't have privilege and he has tasked his government to do something about it. Absolutely. Um, A lot of, so I I know a few people that worked with him uh, in terms of the ads that are made with the Kamyam Jaban program, sorry, the SAS program. So they used to tell me that, you know, that you can actually see legit concern on this. So so when when such an issue happens, there are two things, there are two ways our prime minister could think, um, I'm going to lose popularity or, oh my God, uh, lives are at risk, right? So they're like, you couldn't, he, he wasn't concerned about his political standing at that point. Maybe he was, but his, his major concern at that point was, you know, saving lives and livelihoods, which is something that I actually appreciate because the amount of empathy shown and how, and all right, cash handout dena. And I've, I've often seen uh, National Savings uh, Center ki jo offices yeah, I've seen that happen, right? And then you see the way the SAS program You see women like Sanya Nishter going above and beyond, uh, you know, disguising themselves as a normal person to see how good the process is. You see them doing that. You see them giving money to people that actually need money um, at that point in time. And you see them doing that with respect, with grace. They're They're not, you know, it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's one of the best things that this government has done. It's one of the things that is a saving grace for this government. And is one of the things that is is actually so a lot of supporters uh, of PTI are are also annoyed by a lot of things that have happened in, in the government. But the one saving grace, which you know trumps a lot of things that have gone wrong, is the SAS program, which is brilliant. Um and and the way that the state bank also went in overdrive to help businesses, that's also brilliant. We all know I'm a Raza Pakistan, which I shouldn't be openly saying because I'm a journalist, but the state bank working with the government, making the payment process easy, um, giving out loans to people that need it, turf, things like that have, have been brilliant. They've done their job. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. So the government did a great job and not denying it, Imran Khan, as a leader, he may not have control on a lot of things the, the, the way they should. His heart is in the right place. And you can't deny that his heart's in the right place. Yeah, I mean, I think... No, I think it's, <laughs> but it's also like, it also goes to show the success of the NCOC, the vaccination drive, um, SARS program. It goes to show that when the government and the state of Pakistan empowers smart driven people to do the right thing they can and do deliver right there is a very uh i think uh and i'm guilty of it at times as well that very very critical all the time and that creates a very negative mindset about no doubt about it 
Um, but there are things that when you empower people like Dr. Sanya Nishtra, you create an institution like NCOC, you may see the daily fighting between the PPP and the PTI and the PMLN on talk shows. But at the NCOC level, they do work together and they do come together. That is yes. the brilliance of an institution, right? That was set up a framework that is sustaining a very important task uh, and con con you know conducting a very important task that is important national security, I would argue, vaccinating people and keeping yeah. this pandemic at bay. So it does work. And I think it reassures people um, that things can and do happen um, in the country. I think the third one that yes. I want to talk about, no, it's it, not yeah. been implemented yet, um, is Kamyab Jawan. Um, it's on paper yet, but Shokatari's have is talking about it a lot. I think it has huge potential. Wanted to get your thoughts on how do you see that coming up? Imran Khan, maybe in his 70s or late 60s, I don't really know how old he is. <laughs> but my point is he has a lot of emphasis on on, on the youth, which which is showing. The Kamyab, Kamyab Jalan program is brilliant. Uh, and and to be very honest, um, I'm going to compare this uh, with the PMLN program where they were giving laptops. That Which was also brilliant. Also, that program was highly criticized. Uh, but I personally know a lot of people that didn't like IBMN, say it, somewhat of a privileged place, where they did not have laptops. Say it, they're CS students, they did not have laptops, and they got laptops through that program and they were able to complete their education. Not having a laptop or a computer in this day and age, it holds you back from all of your classmates. So that that itself was a great program. So anything youth-centric is, is brilliant and I, I fully support it. So the Kamyab Javan program, if implemented the way it's supposed to be implemented and targeting the right you know crowd is, is great and I wish them really good luck. So I, I like this, so this is an example of, you know, forward thinking in the sense that you're killing two birds, one stone, one, the youth is potentially Imran Khan's voter base. So this is like one thing is that you're, you're, you're keeping them engaged. Two, the multiplier effect of this will be shown in the next two to three years, four years, five years. So it's like thinking long. So I think it's great. I, I absolutely think it's great. The, the only thing I don't really like going on lately is like our, our, you know, our obsession with expats. Sorry, Uzair. No, I, I, I fully know. endorse that. I mean, it's like that you overseas Pakistani subsidized interest rate for buying cars subsidies for I, I think it's, it's unnecessary, but I think the intent it's even... It's consumption driven. Now, I still understand that it's, it's a common saying Pakistan is very difficult to live in Pakistan. So, if someone goes abroad, it's very easy to Because, you know, you convert the money. So, I understand that because in Pakistan ki culture, mein ye, you need a ghar, you need a ghar. So, there's that. Gari wala, I don't think, is a good thing to do because one, there are already too many cars on the roads. Two, uh, the automobile manufacturers do not need any more support. Three, it's consumption-led growth. And this money, in a way, leads to more imports as well because we import a substantial amount of uh, you know, car products. Yeah, like, and it's not going to lead to any indirect uh, investment activity yeah. in the economy. No contribution the in the sense that maybe, maybe, maybe it's going to be a plant in Pakistan. Mein. Maybe. 
Yeah. That's yeah. that that that's the only economic contribution I can think of. But like the state bank needs the state bank from what I see they just want to bring in money. अब पैसे लाने के तरीके और सोच सोच रहे हैं वो लाने के और वो सोच रहे हैं किस तरह उसको इकोनॉमी में डिप्लॉय किया जाए एंड आई थिंक दे हैव गॉन अगेन फॉर द शॉर्ट टर्म व्यू ऑन कंजम्पशन वर्सेस डायरेक्टिंग टू इन्वेस्टमेंट एंड नाउ देयर इज आल्सो अ लॉयल्टी प्रोग्राम वेयर यू गेट पॉइंट्स व्हेन यू um send money to pakistan remittances yeah which i think yeah. is good that one i agree that, with and i've done some work um, in with clients um on remittances and what's going on in the global remittance economy i think that's really good because it formalizes and keeps people into the formal system yeah. um we need more of that um which is why remittances are going up and they because need that, to go that, up even more yeah um yeah, but, they yeah do, we, we need it we yeah long story short we do need remittances but the like but the state bank should think of ways that are sustainable and they're good for the country while bringing in remittances so the car i i will regardless of what happens i will never be on board with roshan apni car i may or may not be on board with the other schemes regarding remittances the roshan apni car will never have my vote yeah. never unless unless main gaadi le rahi aapko koi bhejega funding bahar se but i think on the kamyab jawan program we started this conversation with startups right barriers to startups why is somebody who's 21 year old unable to um chase their dream ideas launch a business um and i think one thing that we also need to encourage people is like startups is not just tech based startups uh warby parker yeah. was a startup some time ago jo chashme banate the um uh, atoms a pakistani founded Where brand yeah Atoms Shoes Company. That's a startup. Um, so, Amiyab Jawan may may enable some of that. Ka Pakistan. When you think of startups, there are two startups that you think of. One, e-commerce. Two, fintech. And yeah, that's it. And in sub, I mean, I haven't really covered fintechs. It's not that, so I don't really know about them. But yeah, so e-commerce, while consumer acquisition costs are really high, they're unsustainable in the sense unless you don't spend on acquiring customers, you don't really have customers and it, i i find them very unsustainable um and i don't see them running long term unless they have like proper financing from their vcs so there's that but like you know startups like where like when we think of startups we think of tech and that is not what a startup is a startup is a business that you set up from scratch it's a small business you set it up it's a start up and you plan to scale it as time goes on so atoms is one example and i i again i hope the kamyab jawan program brings out such startups we we may soon have like a local watch brand that is huge or local glasses brand that's huge or who knows athletic brand we should have an we should have an athletics brand that is huge mangoes is mangoes we should we should have mango brands that sell our mangoes as products like yeah. god knows what mango cotton candy Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, achari mango lollipops. That's you know, imagine, exactly. imagine that. Like, like I've seen so many women um, 
during the, uh, the lockdown they've started so many of like so many instagram businesses have popped up in one year i've seen so many people become home chefs um so many people become bakers and making candles at home um arts and crafts which are raising tables with you know the trays hoti hain wo ban rahi hain there's so many things that have come up and these are all startups as well but since they don't fall in the technology phase we we don't consider them but these are also startups um yeah. as an it's, it's it's really nice that during the pandemic a lot of people thought out of the box as well and it's 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 interesting to see yeah um and yeah, yeah i i hope they achieve scale yeah i think we need to encourage these businesses to scale because i mean just think about it, right orbi parker chashme sorda ra ke chashme beshte the they're getting up for an ipo it's amazing it's the beauty yeah. of capitalism right that a couple of kids coming out of college said you know what we're going to sell glasses directly to the consumer and oh by the way you get five free delivered to your home to try them on and then you send them back and buy the one that you like um and that business has scaled up to a point that it's going to go public and tap money from the public equity market that should be the dream and i think programs like kamyab jawan yeah. as they scale up should aspire to their north star should be that we want to birth in the next decade five of the hottest public limited companies in pakistan that's the north star right and if we yeah. can do that if we can achieve just even two out of the five as our north star goal in the next decade i think it transforms the country That's what the, that's what the goal Ab- should be. Ab- absolutely. So I think this has been a great conversation, Ariba. Once oh, again, positivity, no? It ended on a positive uh, note and a futuristic note, which is always good. I think like that's what we should do. And there are a lot of problems we can always talk about, but um, it's more important to talk about solving those problems. And I think um, focusing on younger people, empowering them, giving people access to credit um, through the government programs, giving them laptops. um giving them the tools of the modern digital age they'll figure out the rest just give them the tools is my view on it so internet give them internet let there be internet. free internet yep put put down fiber optic cables let there be free internet and give people laptops and smartphones you will transform the country um, every student should have free internet you want to yeah. every student has free internet that would be that would be brilliant um yeah. so yeah no absolutely last year as well when we did this half yearly thingy um we ended really positive so is the i'm i'm touching wood again yeah. and i hope <laughs> whatever yeah. we said things go well but and and things like i said they're not really bad they're just not amazing right and i agree so, with you the point you made that inflation is the achilles heel of this party of this government right now they need to get a grip on it I still stand by this that if the government gets inflation like not even 100% in control brings it down to half the number it is right now not even half let's say let's say under 7% le aaye 7 8% ke under le aaye 7% le aaye ki the interest rate is now you know we have a 0% real interest rate right just bring it to that and i'd say ki people would start being content and yeah. and they they would have a chance at a it so we have been, and this is not really economics but like we've moved on to a point where single party nation hone ka kafi chances ho sakte hain in the next election um other than for sindh so if you discount sindh balochistan kpk punjab gilgit kashmir there's a, there's a chance that pti wins again right so you know that 
keeping that in mind, if they get the inflation bit done as well, you know, maybe two elections down the cycle, we may may have like, God knows what, like, honestly, God knows what, but like, a single party system has been emerging lately. Uh, Ariba has come out in favor of a hybrid pro-PTI stand here. And on that note, that she is <laughs> pro-PTI agent. <laughs> Coming on Pakistanomy. This is my balancing act. When I when I wanna, you know, have a pro PTI slant, I get a and I'm just joking. Um, yeah, always... the thing is, I, I'm so confused because when I'm on Twitter, the people think I'm anti-PTI and then then, then they go like you're pro PTI. Some people go like aapko PTI the next day I say something and people go like aapko PTI ki kabhi koi tarif nazar nahi aati hai. and I, I don't know what to do. So see, my, my rule of thumb not... on, on all of this is that if you're getting criticized from all angles every once in a while, yeah. you're doing the right job. Yeah. And it, there's no lie that I like Imran Khan, the cricketer. The cricketer. So maybe it might transcend into Imran Khan, the prime minister, sometimes. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. But I try to keep myself as balanced as possible. So I try to comment on policies rather than him as a person. Yeah. I, I, and I think that's what we should do, right? That's the whole goal of this yeah. podcast. Talk about policy. Criticize policy yeah. when it's wrong. Support it when it's great. Um, we oh, sorry, remember oh, what, chatting. What, one question before we, we're done. Do you think we're going to have a new finance minister before the, ten, before the PTI government ends? Yeah, we will. I don't know because I don't think Shaukat Tareens are lasting through the election. If I put you on the point, who do you think? Name one person. I think um, Asad Humar will return as finance minister before this is over. If, if that happens, it'd be like, you know, Asad Humar, like, and let's say inflation control thodi ho jati ho jati asad humar like yo look i the, saved the it. dark night the dark the dark night returns wala scene ho gaya yeah, batman returns i saved it i yeah. saved so, it but i think there will be a new finance minister I'm just putting it out there maybe asad humar who the hell knows it depends on where things go and maybe but, and and jab tak and jab tak nahi milta hamad azhar could hold the seat for like ha ek din ke liye do din wo transit mein plane rokta hai na dubai mein to hamad azhar is like the transit maybe. minister you you seen the movie now isn't anil kapoor hota hai jo ek din ka cm ban jata hai you should yeah. try being the finance minister for a day for a day yeah exactly that's that's where it goes to um but yeah. i think on a, on a, the policy angle right i mean i was going to say before we conclude like that's what we should be doing and we know we we talked a lot about it at length yeah. when there was the state bank Absolutely. amendment act we supported it the government did not have the spine to put it in front of parliament i still think they should I still think there is room to strengthen the autonomy of the state bank. And there are people within the PTI who like it. There are people yes. within the PTI who don't like it. And there are people outside who like it and who don't like it. And I think we should be having debate on policy, not on personality. That's how it should be. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So you can like or dislike someone, but you know their policies or, or their actions could be up for debate. Fully agree. And on that bombshell, Ariba, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, always a pleasure having you. We'll have you back again in a few months. Maybe, who knows, finance minister change will change. If finance minister change, then we'll be like... No, but we talk about what we're talking about, it's an alert. We said that it will change, so it That's the prediction. You guys, Shaukat Tareen should now like take a sigh of relief. I'm safe and secure. But thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Talk later. Bye. Good afternoon.